are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, that means Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. He does Locked On Saints, he's here with me, Luke Braun. I do Locked On Vikings, I'm on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. I also want to shout out the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, also talking about things from the national angle here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson doing a great job over there covering everything you need to know every single day. And for us, we got to keep talking about the news of the week, which is Julio Jones being traded to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, If you missed yesterday's episode, go check that out where we talked to Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans, Aaron Freeman of Locked on Falcons. Bo did a great job with all of that. I think we want to have a broader conversation here about, I think, just a central question. I'm just going to throw it right out to you. Are the Titans, AFC contenders now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, it's hard to say that they aren't. I mean, we know that the king of the AFC right now is, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills are in that conversation. But when it comes down to the Tennessee Titans and what they've done, I would lock in that they are a contender now. I mean, they've opened up everything they need over on the offensive side with the addition of Julio Jones. There's still some things to work on on the defense, but, you know, they restructure Julio Jones, restructure Ryan uh Ryan Tannehill, and then all of a sudden they add in, you know, maybe a Melvin Ingram to help in with the uh, to help out with the 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 pass rush. For instance, he tweeted and said that he and Julio Jones should come as a package anyway, so they might mm-hmm. as well at least call him see if there's see if he's interested <laughs> in helping out uh, once they open up that money. But yeah, I think they are a contender within that that conference. So if we were to say play locket or mocket, ooh, would that be a would that be a locket? That's a locket for me. That's a locket for me. I think they still have a little ways to go to, you know, to to, you know, knock off the top teams there, but they're a contender for sure. All right, I'm going to go the other direction. If only for yeah. the sake of argument, um because I can definitely see the argument for Tennessee, and of course Julio makes such a like that offense is awesome. And mm-hmm. I think a wide zone offense with two elite receivers and an elite running back is a really formidable thing in today's NFL, considering all the defenses that you tend to see in that AFC. But I'm so worried about that secondary. I'm really worried about Christian Fulton with all the problems that Tennessee had. I wish he had gotten more playing time. I'm worried about what they're going to need from all of their younger players in that secondary. And I I think if you don't have a secondary, you're going to have a really tough time against those AFC contenders. Now, look, should the Titans be favored to win the the AFC South? Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. and maybe that makes them a contender, right? If they make their if they win their division. But if you can be a division winner without quite being on the level of those Chiefs or Bills, I would put them out of market. That's where I think that sure. they are. That's great. Let's talk about a couple other uh AFC possible AFC contenders. I want to play a little locket or mocket with other AFC contenders. What about the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, let's do it. So with the Miami Dolphins, I'm gonna go. This is actually really tough for me, but you know what? Let me, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to say I'm going to say lock it. I'm going to take them. And I know that it's very tough to do so when you're at best going to finish second in your division, right? The AFC East, as it looks like this at this point, projecting forward, looks like it is the Buffalo Bills division, of course. 
Are the Miami Dolphins going to be able to surpass the Kansas City Chiefs or Buffalo Bills at this point as we project forward? No. But are they a contender in terms of being uh, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the AFC? Yeah, I think they could get there as long as Tua Tungavailoa has the development that they need. But they put all the weapons around him, sort of the same way we talk about the New York Giants and Daniel Jones. You have all the weapons around him. It's prove it time. If he proves it, because this defense is so good, Brian Flores is such a fantastic uh, such a fantastic coach. They bring in a really, really special safety like Javon Holland out of Oregon, who's going to be the next Rashad Jones in the NFL. I like very much what Miami has put together. So I'll I'll go with a locket for them. I, I'm on the other side. I'm the hater of this one, I guess. That's okay. I'm yeah. going mock it with the Dolphins. It's the more I sensible th- choice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the Dolphins can prove me wrong absolutely here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're making these predictions in June, right? So. Right. A lot can change between now and then. But on the betonline.ag odds, the Dolphins are third in the AFC East. Right. They are behind the Patriots in terms of over-under, which I actually don't know if I agree with that, but it, like yeah. that it is that close is concerning. And then, of course, you have the Bills. I If, you know, six months from now, we're talking about like, wow, the Dolphins upset the Bills and won the division. My jaw wouldn't hit the floor, but I certainly wouldn't expect that outcome. And I think that's a tougher division than it's been in years past. And I also just think it's really hard when you when you have to say, hey, everything is going to work out great, provided the young quarterback who didn't come along last year changes course. And Mm -hmm. that I think has like it's just I want to see more out of Tua Tagovailoa. Like that's really what it all comes down to. Um, And if I do, you know, I I will change my tune on this by like week two if two is balling. (laughs) Um, But for now, I kind of have to see it to believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that completely makes sense. There's still a lot to figure out when it comes to Miami at the most important position on the field. And I feel like this next team and, and the final team that we're going to talk about here, there's still a little bit of question or really a lot of questions being asked around the most important position on the field, despite this guy being in the NFL for quite a while. But there's still <laughs> yeah. a lot of uncertainty around Derek Carr. So I'm going to ask you about the Las Vegas Raiders. Lock it or mock it. Are they AFC contenders in 2021? I have no idea. <laughs> I, that's really it. Look, you're gonna I don't know use your Carr. one block it for this one. Bl- <laughs> <laughs> I look if well, Derek Carr might block me. Uh, <laughs> it, how do you you in the league for like seven years and nobody knows if you're good or not? Nobody but here's knows. The thing, I, I think Derek Carr at the current moment is a little underrated. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a locket based on that, and I think. Sure. Um, I, I think that they can rise to be contenders, but they're in the same problem as Miami, where they have right. a total juggernaut in their division, and they kind of have another team that might be a little bit tough with the Broncos, depending on what happens in the next, oh, I don't know, eight days or so. Sure. <laughs> um, that might be a, a really, really difficult division. So, God, I, I want to, you know, no, I'm going to go with Mockett. For contender, you got you got to have more certainty than that, than than the, the Raiders do. And I really, really don't like what they've done in the draft under Gruden and Mayock. Um, I don't think that's worked out very well. And I, I don't love the roster that they've constructed around Derek Carr. Right. Um, I think Derek Carr can have seasons like the one he had in 2016, where he really carries you. Um, and I just don't think the Raiders are set up to, to make him be that guy. Yeah, no, I was, I was setting up to disagree on all three of these, Luke. Like I I thought we were going to disagree the whole way through, but now I have to, I have to stick with it and I can't, I could not conceivably say Lockett 
when it comes to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm going to have to agree with you and go mock it here. I just, I mean, the most reliable weapon that they have on the field is Darren Waller, who I think is an absolute star. We'll see what happens with Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs still has some health concerns that I think I'd be a little bit worried about at the running back position. And so there's just really not the supporting cast around Derek Carr to elevate Derek Carr or potentially even for him to elevate. And then you also look at the issues over on the defensive side too, which haven't entirely been addressed. Uh, you know, I, I just, and I honestly think like that AFC West division is so tough because we mentioned them already sort of no matter what, being under the Kansas City Chiefs, but also potentially dealing with some challenges from the Denver Broncos. But the Los, Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. no need to sleep on them either, right? Absolutely. So like, that's a four-team division right there, unlike with the Miami Dolphins, who I think should be favored above the New England Patriots. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be really tough for the Las Vegas Raiders to really separate themselves in their division. And so because of that, I can't call them a contender in the AFC in 2021. Yeah, so I, I went uh, mock it for all three of these, and it makes me sound like a hater. But look, contender is a high bar. It's and high we're talking bar. Super Bowl contender, AFC contender. We're talking right. the team that's going to be in the Super Bowl, which means you have to win a road playoff game against the Chiefs and or Bills or, you know, Browns or Steelers or whoever wins or Ravens or whoever wins the AFC North or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, you know, for the for the Raiders and the Dolphins, they're not playing home playoff games unless they pull off a big upset in their division. And right. the Titans are, you know, definitely no guarantee to win the AFC South, though. I think they should be favored. All these teams as playoff teams, yeah, it could be talked into it for sure. As contenders for the AFC, teams that we fear in January, eh. Uh, lock it or mock it, uh, rockauto.com. This is easy for me. Big lock. Big lock. Big time lock. I'm all about rockauto.com. And so, too, should you be. Head over to rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs, whether it's parts, pieces, accessories, wants, needs, whatever it is that you're looking for, rockauto.com's got you covered for whatever vehicle you have. It's a Dodge, great. It's a Daewoo, great. It's a Ford, fantastic. It's a Fiat, awesome. They've got you covered for whatever it is that you need for whatever vehicle that you drive. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. It is a family business. They've been helping auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go and support the little guys. Go and help them out over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know, of course, that Locked On, since you were writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section, just under the shipping information as you're checking out. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And, you know, a couple of the teams that we were just talking about right now, you can go over to betonline.ag and you can see the win totals for the 2021 season, two of them getting adjusted after the Julio Jones trade the Tennessee Titans uh theirs goes up to nine and a half in terms of the over under for their win totals the uh, Atlanta Falcons stayed at seven and a half but the under became the favorite so if you feel like maybe you want to take the over there on the Falcons because you're I don't know why you'd be that confident, but hey, maybe you are that confident and you want to go and check them out. Or if you feel like the Tennessee Titans are a double-digit win team, go and check out betonline.ag. And look, it's free to sign up. And when you put down that money for you to be able to bet with, I'm going to help you get a little bit extra 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit just by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Once again, that's betonline.ag. You get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. With your first deposits, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So amidst all the hubbub around Julio Jones and the Titans and all of that, over in the NFC, the Super Bowl champions are continuing to keep that band together. 
Uh, Ian Rappaport reported on Monday that the Bucks have agreed on a contract extension, a quote-unquote revised contract for Bruce Arians, as well as general manager Jason Licht, that will ensure that both of those guys are in Tampa Bay for multiple years. We don't know the exact details, but it's a coach and GM extension after you win the Super Bowl. Pretty natural, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it almost feels like sometimes these uh, coaching extensions for Super Bowl winning coaches are almost ceremonious more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like a one day deal to retire, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but it's great. I mean, look, it, it shows that this is a team that's returning twenty two starters and their uh, yeah. head coach. You know, it, it's pretty great. And I mean, it, it it's great for the fans. It's great for the fan base. It's great for the continuity of the team because this team wants to come back and contend again in two thousand and twenty one. And the best way to do that is, of course, by making sure that everybody's happy. Like Bruce Arians was going to be back in twenty twenty one anyway, but then he was, you know. Depending on how long that extension is, there might have been questions that started to come up like, oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to retire? Is he going to be done? This shows this kind of goes both ways, right? Like it lets the fan base know that the that the organization is committed to the coach, but also gives you a little bit of an idea that the coach isn't just there to win two rings with Tom Brady and then dip. You know, so I do think that there's something there, even though it is mostly ceremonious, like any owner is totally okay to just cut loose on a coach because you're not talking about dead money and the, you know, tens of millions or anything like that. Like it's a very different conversation when it comes to coaching contracts. Bruce Arian's 68 years old. So I think, yeah, the fact that he took that kind of deal and it it like almost says more than the Bucks offering it to him. Look, you go Mm -hmm. win the Super Bowl. You can be my coach for 10 years the offseason afterwards. But the fact that Bruce Arians at his age is still willing to kind of say, I'm in this until, you know, foreseeable future. I think that's great news for the Bucks in an offseason that has basically only been great news for the Bucks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like everything has just gone great for them. So far over the uh, the courses, you know, look and, and taking a contract extension at, you know, 68, much like on the same day, actually, as Nick Saban taking a contract that keeps him employed into 77 is just kind of insane. But, you know, you you take those numbers and you kind of like you put those on hold. And, and, and for the most part, this is showing some commitment. And I'll tell you who else this is a big win for and that this is this is positive for. Uh, you know, the 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 Bucks during the 2021 NFL draft brought in another cornerback, uh, excuse me, quarterback in, in Kyle Trask, who yes. is taking some time here. He's going to be learning under Tom Brady. He's going to be learning along with these guys, Byron Leftwich and, and, and Bruce Arians, who have done some great things for that offense in Tampa Bay. Now, all of a sudden, you know, even Kyle Trask has a little bit more security in terms of his own development in that if things are really working for him between him and Bruce Arians, that same concern of like, oh, Bruce Arians is just going to come in, win a couple of Super Bowls with Tom Brady and then work his way out and then retire. This gives Kyle Trask a little bit more comfort and confidence in terms of his development that, hey, if I can show Bruce Arians, who's now accepted this contract extension, that I can learn, I can be teachable, I can do the right things, I can make the right choices. There's some stability there in terms of what this could look like post Tom Brady for a young cat that's just trying to make it in the NFL. If you just listen to guys they've gotten in the second and third round since 2017, Chris Godwin, Carlton Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, Ronald Jones, Mike Edwards, Sean Murphy Bunting, Antoine Winfield Jr., Keyshawn Vaughn, that is, it's been an unreal stretch of drafting for Tampa Bay. And, And truly... That is how you get ahead in this league. Hit on everything. That's how Seattle did it back in like 2011, 2012. That's how the Packers did it. With I think it was their 2011 draft class. That Mm -hmm. was like just absolutely insane. If you think of teams that have been, uh, you know, juggernauts for a long time, they either have Tom Brady 
or they draft really, really successfully for a long time. The Bucks have done both. Yeah, give yeah. Jason Licht all the leeway in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about that. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to do everything right. And then sometimes that's hard to do in the fantasy game. So in a moment here, we're going to have Kate Majuk from Locked on Dynasty join us to talk a little bit about Julio Jones and how it affects the fantasy options around that have been affected in both the uh, rosters of the Atlanta Falcons and, of course, the Tennessee Titans. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BuiltBar.com. Yes. <laughs> Built Bar. I had to do it to him. Uh, look, I'm such a huge fan of Built Bar. I had a Built Bar before we started this, and that's why I have so much energy right now while I'm saying things tell. like Built Bar. Like, it's there, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's what you get. No, it's fantastic. Like, we love we love a good Built Bar. Low sugar, uh, low in carbs, low in calories, but high in protein, high in fiber. Give you all the goodness that you need to help you get through your day, pre-workout, post-workout, snack in the middle of the day, breakfast sometimes. If you're into something a little sweet uh, for breakfast, you can have a candy bar for breakfast, but really you're having a protein bar. And that's one of the best things about Built Bar. Nine delicious flavors and a bunch of limited time flavors that you can keep an eye out on the website for all the time as well. So go ahead and check them out. Go ahead and grab yourself a sample box where you can get to try every one of those flavors, or you can build your own box with three different flavors or up to three different flavors as well. So go ahead and check them out. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Use the numerals to get 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. It's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar! All right, everybody, moving on here. We got the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Today we have our good friend Kate Majuk of Locked On Dynasty Football and FF Ball Blast coming in to join us, talk a little bit of Dynasty Football. Obviously, big news of the week is that Julio Jones becomes a Tennessee Titan, and I think there is a burning question in addition to, okay, what does this mean for the Titans and all that? What does this mean from a fantasy perspective for Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown owners? It's got to be... Uh, efficiency. I think if we're going to take away one word and apply it to the Titans mm. offense, I think overall, we just have to expect that that's going to continue. Now, I love this for, for AJ Brown. I know we had had this stint where he was actually literally being drafted as the wide receiver one in dynasty fantasy football startups uh, back in the very far away month of May. But I expect wow. his ADP to, of course, fall after that. The issue with the Titans, of course, is that they are a run first team. They right. do not mm -hmm. pass the ball often. In Rabel's three years as a head coach, the Titans have ranked 31st, 31st, and 30th in pass attempts. That's not that's not great. But you know what? They have been more efficient in terms of yardage, uh, in terms of touchdown production through the air. I think both of these guys are going to be fine. But I, I say... Julio is probably my biggest concern at this point because he is used to being a top volume dog. You know, we're, we're going to see AJ Brown, I think, continue to do AJ Brown things. He's such a fun wide receiver to watch, but all of these guys do take a little hit in my book. Derrick Henry might be the only guy that's not losing any steam for me. Cause you know what? Sure. Like all of these weapons together, I just can't imagine a planet where these guys aren't, you know, at least, top 10 in the league in terms of scoring opportunities for 2021. Yeah. I wonder if there's a world though in Tennessee where like 
there aren't as many targets to go around, but because of like what you said about efficiency, those targets themselves are more valuable. They'll be higher a dot. They'll be higher completion and stuff like that. So I wonder if there is a world where like your leagues overcorrect for this and maybe you can find value somewhere. You know what? I mean, even looking at the the value of Ryan Tannehill right now, I think he's a huge value. We talked about this today on the locked on dynasty podcast. Marcus Mosier and I did have a little bit of a disagreement there. I think Ryan Tannehill is like one of the best values around right now. He's currently being drafted as the quarterback 19 in dynasty startups. And he's got arguably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. He's been, he's been doing baller things since he came uh, to the, the Tennessee realm. I, I really like what he's doing and he's got really high upside I mean, he's he's literally uh, I think what he finished as a quarterback seven last season and he keeps doing it. And I see no reason that Julio Jones is going to help him continue to do that. So love that value at quarterback 19. Speaking of teams that didn't do enough over on the defensive side, how does this trade affect the Atlanta Falcons? (laughs) (laughs) I actually I I'm very excited for the potential of Calvin Ridley. I can't stop talking about Calvin Ridley. Honest to goodness. I'm so obsessed. Uh, He's being drafted as the wide receiver nine right now in dynasty startups, which uh, I think is partly due to his age. He's 26 years old and some of the wide receivers going ahead. Yes, they're flashier. They're younger. You've got like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. It's really hard to find a, a place to squeeze a guy like Calvin Ridley in there. But man, you've seen so much upside from this kid right from the get. Everybody has said, you know, well, now he has to be the wide receiver one. I think everybody has a little bit of uh, post-traumatic Juju Smith-Schuster disorder. (laughs) And I don't think we need to worry about it. We had a really nice sample size, seven-game sample size last season where Calvin Ridley was the guy. He was drawing primary coverage ranked third in red zone targets, third in end zone targets in that span, was the wide receiver three. And let me give you like the biggest kicker here, all right? Mm -hmm. In five of the seven weeks that Julio Jones did not play, Calvin Ridley had more than 100 100 receiving yards. Hmm. That's that's baller. I love it. I love everything that Calvin Ridley can do, but I do want to drop one more nugget. Before I head out, I'm going to give you guys a a sleeper, sleeper tight end right now. I think, guys, we need to look at Hayden Hurst, who is currently being drafted as the tight end 40. Tight end 40. That is absolutely bonkers for a guy that's coming off an 88 target season. And guess what? There are more targets to go around now. I know I'm like one of the biggest Kyle Pitts believers, but... Looking at the secondary receiving options for Matt Ryan, I mean, perennially, he's been a top five guy in pass attempts. So, like, you know, the volume's there. The defense isn't good. I mean, how much volume are we really going to hand Kyle Pitts in his first season? Uh, Olamide, Zacchaeus, Russell Gage. I'm not not buying into any of these guys as a legitimate threat for a – significant enough workload that we shouldn't be considering Hayden Hurst. I mean, he had a a 571 receiving yard, six touchdown game, uh, sorry, six touchdown season. And he's, he's coming into his fourth year. He's a first round 
tight end guys. Let's, let's follow that draft capital a little bit where this is that, that magic spot that, you know, third, fourth season where you see tight ends start to blossom. And I do think there's going to be some target share availability and he might be a really sneaky value in 2021, but it's going to feel really gross. I promise. Yeah, there you go. Targets are going to be there to go around and the uh, Falcons will definitely be looking for offense throughout the 2021 season. Kate, we appreciate you so much for taking the time to join us. Once again, you can follow on Twitter at FF Ball Blast and of course over at the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. Lots of news going on around the NFL. So we're grateful we had another opportunity to keep you up to date here on the Locked on NFL podcast. And there's more going on around the world of sports. Best way to keep up with that 20 minutes every day, less than sometimes with the Locked on Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Make sure you check that out. And of course, don't forget to come back tomorrow. We're going to have Tony Wiggins and James Rapine keeping you up to date with everything going on around the NFL and talking a little bit of NFL draft and how some of these players look to be panning out as we get into uh, mandatory minicamps right around the corner. Final stretch of OTAs here. Lots of good stuff to keep up with. So make sure you keep up here on Locked on NFL. As always, on your Tuesday shows, I've been joined by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola. We'll see you tomorrow here on Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.